What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Podcast, the show where we talk about, we have the most various topics with the least amount of fucks given. Today, we're going to talk about basketball. Let's talk about basketball. If I have time, I'll jump into UFC 239. Um, But honestly, I love basketball so much, and I love talking so much, and I love talking about basketball so much that it's probably going to take the whole fucking hour. So, um, well, I'm going to try not to do an hour, just because I feel like that's a lot. But let's jump right into it, because we got a lot to fucking talk about. The off-season, right? The 2K19 off-season, heading into 2020, has been probably... One of the most exciting off-seasons since LeBron decided that he wanted to join the Heat, which really wasn't even that fucking exciting, but they gave the man a whole fucking special about it, so I don't know. You make up your own mind about that, but anyway, um, I'm going to start it off with the Knicks because I don't know if I mentioned this in my previous podcast, but I am from New York. Um, I love the Knicks. I have been a Knicks fan for a fucking long time. And I have wanted to kill myself every single fucking year because I don't know who's running the fucking show with the Knicks. I mean, I do know, but you get what I'm saying. They're 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 fucking stupid. Um, so let's just get my aggression out of the way early on in the show. The Knicks um, completely fucked up again. Um, they <laughs> I don't know how the fuck this happened. I mean, I do know how it happens because the people that are fucking running are making the decision with the Knicks are are just fucking stupid. Um, Anyway, they so uh, they signed Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, uh, Bobby Portis. Uh, If you find yourself asking who Bobby Portis is, don't fret. I don't know who the fuck that is either. But the Knicks got him. So that's always good. Um, A for some fucking reason, I don't know if this is just a rumor or not, but I was reading a couple articles about this, and apparently they're trying to sign, the Knicks are trying to sign Monta Ellis and uh, Amari Stoudemire, and with, with a lot of interest in Amari Stoudemire, I don't know why, because the, the dude hasn't played in like two seasons or so, three seasons, I don't even fucking rem- remember, he's got crazy back problems, and isn't that the reason why they traded Porzingis to the Mavericks was because they were afraid about the future? Listen, I'm not, I don't even want to get mad right now but because and I'm starting to get mad. I don't even want to get mad right now. Let's just move on uh, to the Nets, okay? Just because they're also in New York. The Nets are shaping up to obviously be the dominant team in New York. I might even have to change jerseys. To be honest with you, I like the Nets jerseys anyway. Um, but so I'm pretty sure it's been finalized. Um, I haven't. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been finalized. But they got uh, KD, Kevin Durant. Uh, they got Kyrie, and I think DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I'm not sh- too sure about that last one, but I'm pretty sure that they did. Um. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm excited for it just because it's New York, and um, I love New York, I love where I live, I grew up here, Um, so I'm excited for that, and honestly, it doesn't seem like a bad team, Kyrie is, he left LeBron because he wanted to be the star and be the focus of, um, you know, he wanted to, to, you understand my point, he wanted to be the Jordan, Um, and he decides to sign with KD, who is clearly 
probably the second best player in the NBA right now. Um, I mean, I would consider him first, but you can't, you can't really. I take that back. LeBron's the best. I know he's the best. I'm just saying. You got what I'm saying. KD is obviously a star player, so I don't know why the fuck Kyrie decided to join with the Nets uh, because of it. Maybe he thinks he's going to be the star player. I don't know, but he's fucking stupid, but he's a damn good point guard. So I'm excited for that team. Uh, I don't really think, I don't think they got anybody else of like real significance. And um, I'm going to try and give you guys the um, whatever. Moving on. D'Angelo Russell uh, is on the Warriors now. So if you thought the era of the Warriors was over, you're fucking mistaken. They signed another fucking shooter. Um, So that's going to be fun in NBA 2K20. Picking the fucking Warriors. Because, but I don't know. Just for some fucking reason, the Warriors always have to have an entire squad of three-point shooters. Uh, So I'm a little pissed about that. I'm still pissed about the Knicks. If you hear any sort of animosity in my voice, it's because I'm pissed about the Knicks. I'm also very hungry right now. But moving on. Uh, this I thought was interesting. So the Warriors decided to re-sign Clay, even though he tore his ACL and might be out for 2020. But that just goes to show how much they just fucking love riding three-pointers dicks. Um, they Clay is probably the second best shooter in the NBA right now. Um, I mean, like, let's be honest. He and he's a really good player too. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a he's a ridiculous player so i understand why they decided to put this investment into him now an acl tear is obviously nothing to laugh at uh it literally ruined derrick rose's fucking career uh who by the way i thought was i thought derrick rose was gonna be better than michael jordan um i definitely thought he was gonna be better than fucking westbrook but that's neither here nor there um let's see i'm i'm reading my notes I have really bad handwriting, so it's hard to tell. I can't read my own handwriting. Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins went to the Lakers. Uh, he joins LeBron James and Anthony fucking Davis. Um, that's that's a that's a squad right there. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's a fucking squad. Now, even though I know Cousins had, like, a, an Achilles injury, I th- believe it was, um, he's still an animal. Um, he's still an animal. He's still good. He's big. He can score. He can rebound. Might not be able to jump as well anymore because of the injury, but honestly, he's got Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is a fucking phenom. I love Anthony Davis. Um, I like that. I like this move, honestly. I like that the Lakers are in direct. Um, they're, they're, this is a powerhouse team. Definitely a powerhouse team. The Lakers also sign um, Rondo. Rondo's coming back to the Lakers, and I don't know. They signed some other washed-up players. Um, so that's that Kawhi decided that he's gonna go to the Lakers I mean to the Clippers sorry we're on top of of LA Kawhi decides that he's gonna go to the Lakers and apparently he tried to recruit Paul George and was successful in some sort of trade I don't know who else was traded I don't really care the only one that matters is Paul George this makes the Clippers a powerhouse team I do think that they need a couple more pieces in order to actually, you know, be in good standing with the rest of the league, or at least the rest, well, yeah, the rest of the league. I was going to say with the rest of the West, but um, the West is just always fucking dominant over the East for whatever reason, but it doesn't matter. Point is that Clippers are a fucking force to be reckoned with now. Now, um, 
OKC trading Paul George uh, obviously pissed off Westbrook. I don't know if anybody saw anything about this, but now Westbrook wants to trade. Uh, he doesn't want to be in OKC anymore, and honestly, rightfully so. And Westbrook is a walking triple-double. So the fact that OKC just can't fucking get it right, I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. They had a good team uh, last season. They really did. They had a really good team. But I just, you know, Paul George and Westbrook, yeah, they worked well, but it wasn't really just the right mashup. They're both pretty ball-dominant. Um Westbrook literally needs the ball in his hands at all fucking times. So he needs people that can shoot that can shoot threes like absolute nothing. You know, not not you know, nothing meaning like um that they could just that's all they could do is shoot threes. So like a Kyle Korver. You get what I'm saying? That's what they need. But not necessarily Kyle Korver because they also gotta help on the boards. So I think if Westbrook is paired with someone who is very good off the ball and a very dominant center who doesn't necessarily need to score all the time. Uh, like, if he was paired up with DeMarcus Cousins, I don't think that would work ever. But if he was paired with, let's just say, a um, a 2012 Dwight Howard, where Dwight has the ability to score, of course he does, and his bounce is ridiculous, but he gets most of his points coming off of rebounds, or used to get most of his points coming off of rebounds. Now he just touches guys' dicks. But... Apparently, Westbrook wants to go to the Heat and join Jimmy Butler. Um, Is that the right move? I don't think so, but I like it. I like it on paper. Westbrook and Butler are definitely two... um, I feel like they're going to butt heads, but I think that they will play well because they're both competitive, they're both assholes, and they're both good. Westbrook's, you know, obviously better. Butler's been a little bit on a decline for the past two seasons. Um, I personally think at least. But um, they definitely need some more pieces in order to make that team any fucking good, to be honest. Um, I don't know why Westbrook wants to leave OKC for the Heat. I think if he's going to leave OKC, he should go somewhere that is going to give him a great shot at the title. Um, But moving on. Al Hawford joins Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the Sixers. Now, this is a fucking solid team. This is a solid team. I don't know how this is going to work out. Maybe Hawford is going to come off the bench. I'm not really too sure. But um, I am I'm hyped to see how this turns out. Um, I was a fan of the Sixers uh, when they had Allen Iverson. One of my one of my close friends was actually got me into the Sixers. Um I didn't really care about them beforehand, but Joel Embiid, savage. Ben Simmons, very good, developing a sh- uh, hopefully developing a shot in this offseason so that Al-, Al Harford could come in off the bench and just rip boards. That's honestly, this is what this team is. This team is honestly just rip board city. Anyway, uh, Damian Lillard decided to stay with the Blazers. Um, surprise, surprise. I don't know. Apparently, Lillard just doesn't want to win a championship. Not to say that the Blazers suck, but the Blazers are not going to win a championship anytime soon. I'm sorry to tell you. Kemba Walker decided to take Kyrie's job in Boston. Um, again, don't know why the fuck he did that. I would have just stayed where I was if I was him instead of going to Boston. Because who the fuck does Boston have now? Um, and that's pretty much that. The Mavs are still pretty hopeful for Porzingis. Uh, they got him to re-sign. 
I am sure that Porzingis, I'm sure it was mutual. I'm sure it didn't take much persuading because Mark Cuban, it's no secret that he loves just dominant power forwards. And now with Dirk, how old is he now? I think he's like 40 fucking two or some shit. He's old as fuck. I don't know why he's still playing. I don't know how he's still playing. I don't know how the fuck he isn't just, I don't know how the hell he doesn't just snap in half. But, um, being a fellow tall person myself and knowing what basketball can do to your fucking back but they're hopeful for for Porzingis they don't think that his injury is going to be that you know is going to affect him too much in the future and they might be right to be honest um but whatever they also signed Dwight Powell um good addition strong player uh definitely not going to be a game changer but he can help Porzingis with the boards Porzingis is a, I feel like he's a, he's a shoot first mentality, scorer's mentality, not necessarily, um, he's board dominant, but uh, not necessarily, he's kind of like Dirk, you know what I mean, like if it falls my way, I'll grab it, um, he's a little more aggressive though, but he's also younger, so that's why he's more aggressive, whatever, moving on, Vucevic, uh, coming off of his best season, chose to be with the Magic, uh, as well as Al Farouk Aminu, that's about it um that that's that's pretty much it uh valisiunas jonas uh jonas i'm thinking about the jonas brothers that's why i'm thinking that his name is jonas jonas i don't know how i don't know how to pronounce his name but he decides to uh be with the grizzlies i don't know who else the grizzlies signed i don't really care uh dwight powell i already said that uh Oh, uh, this is kind of interesting, but also washed up player, not that great other player. But Harrison Barnes and Trevor Ariza uh, decide to go to the Kings. Um, that's honestly pretty much it. I don't know what else to say about the Kings. They've sucked since like 2004 or whenever the fuck uh, they had that fucking great team with Pedro Stojakovic. Anyway, uh, Ricky Rubio goes to the Suns. Again, washed up player, washed up team. And this I had to mention just because, like I said earlier in the podcast, Derek Rose is and was my favorite fucking player. Well, I mean, he's not my favorite player anymore, but he was my favorite fucking player. I thought he was going to be better than Michael Jordan, to be honest with you. I thought he just had that killer fucking instinct to just dominate anyone and any fucking thing. Um,. He's going to the Pistons. Um, I'm very fucking sad that that honestly I was crushed when he tore his fucking ACL or MCL, whatever it was, the first time. I was like, damn, his fucking career is over. I was crushed. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't believe that this is happening right now. Um, then when he came back for the you know his fucking return, I don't know if you guys remember that campaign hashtag the return of Derrick Rose. He fucking tears his MCL or ACL again, and uh, I was fucking devastated. I was devastated. I was so devastated that I honestly stopped caring about basketball for a while because I thought it was fixed. I'm not even kidding. That's how um, that's how overdramatic I was about it. But I love Derrick Rose, so I had to mention him. Had to mention that he's going to the Pistons. Not that it matters. Um, I, I don't want to say that he's a washed-up player because it hurts my heart to say that about him, but he's a washed-up player. Uh, but he got hurt, you know what I mean? Like, he got he got really bad fucking back-to-back injuries uh, on two different knees. Like, who, like, how does that fucking happen? But I don't know, whatever. I think it was two different knees. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, in other news, this I just thought was cool. 
Uh, so Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother, Thanasis, thesis statement. Thanasis, I don't know how to pronounce his name also. Um, joined him on the Bucks. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess like you, you know, you have your little brother on the fucking squad or whatever. Speaking of brothers, um, the Lopez brothers reunited. I don't know what team they went on because I don't care. They both fucking suck anyway. Um, they're washed up. Fuck them. So, uh, what am I at right now? Hold on. Oh, I covered all of that in 16 minutes and 35 seconds. Damn, I thought that was going to take a lot longer. But predictions, predictions for the rest of the fucking free agency. Who cares? Um, all the big moves have happened for the most part. The only thing that'll really matter at this point is trades. Um, what do I think is is going to happen for next season? Honestly, I'm not 100% positive. I think that there's a lot of good teams. Um, finally, there's a lot of good teams. It's not just the fucking Warriors for the past fucking five years or whatever the fuck it was. So there's some diversity now. It's kind of sad to think that the only reason why Kawhi won with the Raptors was because they didn't have Clay or fucking KD at 100% at least. And um, I understand why he didn't stay with the Raptors. I wish he would have fucking came to New York because I feel like Kyrie wanted to come to New York and KD wanted to come to New York. So if there was a, I don't know, if there was a shot in hell that that the Knicks could have got either KD or Kyrie along with Kawhi, that would have been sick. I know Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. Um, not the Clippers. Well, I mean, yeah, technically the Clippers. He wanted to go to, to the L.A. Um, and I, I, I get it. I understand. But I just, I, you know, I wish that, you know, I wish the Knicks didn't, weren't so fucking stupid. Like, it honestly just pisses me off. But thank God we have the Nets. You know what I mean? Thank God for fucking H-O, thank God for Hove. I was going to say H-O-V-H, the Izzo. But I feel like you guys will understand Hove. Jay-Z, thank you. Thank you for fucking, for the Nets, okay? And thank you, New York, for the Nets. Because even though we I didn't we didn't get them on the Knicks, which I wished that they were on the Knicks just because, I don't know, I'm an original Knicks fan. KD and Kyrie are on the Nets uh, with, you know, DeAndre Jordan, like I said before. Do I think that's going to matter? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to make the, I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they have a shot at winning. Not because um, these players are bad. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's a little washed up, but he's still, a, you know, he's a stat sheet stuffer. He's a, he's a maniac on the boards. Uh, not what he used to be, obviously, but still, he's good. I think he'll work very well with Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan. I don't know how Kyrie and KD are going to match up together. Uh, I don't know how they're going to just... I feel like KD is not necessarily ball dominant um i think he works very well off ball he's proved it especially when he was with westbrook Kyrie, i feel like has a score first mentality uh and kd is used to that sort of mentality with westbrook but westbrook is not as hands-on as Kyrie, so i feel like maybe it'd be a little bit better but i don't see how because Kyrie is showing signs of being selfish he wants to be better than he actually is um he wants to be he wants to be jordan you know he wants to be lebron he wants to be kobe and although he's very good don't get me wrong i he just doesn't have it um honestly i mean uh never mind uh, never mind i was gonna say something that 
I just wasn't re- ready to fucking back up. But um, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, <laughs> combination of KD and Kyrie. Kyrie is he's good. He's a good scorer, probably the best ball handler, um, or at least one of ever. I, I'm talking not in the league. He's um, very good on the with the ball. Not as good off the ball. But he doesn't really have to be because he has crazy handles. So as soon as he touches the ball, it's it's going to be hard for anyone to guard him, um, which is good. And he's also very quick. He's got a he's got a pretty good shot. I was going to say he had a decent shot. But that's not true. He has a pretty good shot. Um, I personally think that he could be a better passer, but uh, just because of the point guard position. Not to say that he's a bad passer at all because he's not. But I just think for the position of point guard, right, the position of being the, the essentially the, the the head of the snake, he could be a better passer. Um, now with KD and DeAndre Jordan, though, he doesn't necessarily need to be a good passer because have you seen the fucking hands on DeAndre Jordan? I mean, this dude should have played football. He's He's got some hands on him. And um, KD is also pretty good. He can create his own shot so he doesn't necessarily need a good pass uh but it would help he's a good shooter he's a really good shooter so i really hope Kyrie turns more into a passer and just lets kd do his thing because kd is a scoring phenom i mean he can literally score on anyone at any given moment i don't want to hear that patrick beverly bullshit uh, i don't want to hear that shit please that's a fucking joke and it's that's come on kd over patrick beverly like who are you picking if you had a fucking choice to have one or the other on your team who are you picking and if you say patrick beverly get off my podcast right now don't fucking listen anymore you're dumb bye anyway uh so yeah the knicks suck the knicks are the knicks will always suck um until you know like a new wave of owners comes in maybe i'll buy the fucking knicks maybe i'll make so much money that I'll buy a fucking mansion. First, I'm buying Great Danes, like I said in my last podcast. I'm buying Great Danes, and second, I'll buy the Knicks. And when I buy the Knicks, I'm fucking firing everyone. Everyone's getting fucking fired. I don't give a fuck who it is, and I'll rebuild the team my fucking self. See, now I'm just an angry fan. You know what I mean? Because I feel like angry, like all angry fans, they say that they always think that it's kind of like when you go to work and you call your boss an idiot, but like he's the fucking boss for a reason. You know what I mean? You think you could do a better job. Um, I'm basing my, I'm basing a a majority of what I'm saying on 2K19 because when I did the free agency in 2K19 and I made my moves in 2K19, no, I didn't fucking override the trades and no, I didn't fucking play God. Okay. I did everything like I was supposed to. I got a way better fucking team, way better team, but whatever. Um, that's pretty much it for as far as a recap of what's happening as far as, like, you know, in, in the important news, the rest of the players, I mean, a lot of these players that I mentioned, like Dwight Powell, Barnes, Ariza, they didn't really matter. I just needed something to talk about. Um, but that's pretty much it for that. Should I get into UFC 239? I mean, we're 23 minutes in. I could do it. Yeah, I could do it. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to, to UFC 239. Um... If you are signing off at this point because you're not, um, you know, you're not a, uh, I don't know, a UFC fan, I guess. I don't know. Um, goodbye, because I'm going to start. But um, anyway, so UFC 239, I'm going to do this a little bit differently than most people because I like to do things in level of importance. Um, 
So like I'm like most people like to start with like the the first fucking fight of the undercard. I don't give a shit about the first fight of the undercard. I'm gonna talk about the fucking main event, John Jones versus Thiago Santos. Now this fight was fucking incredible for a number of reasons. Okay, number one, John Jones is probably the greatest fighter of all time. Okay, let's not be stupid here. I know this is my opinion, and you have other opinions, and you're entitled to them, but John Jones is probably the best fighter of all time. Um, I understand that he's been caught for fucking, uh, what is it, what are they called, PEDs? I understand that he's been caught for illegal substances, but everybody's been caught for something. Okay, so let's not, let's not get crazy over here. Uh, in terms of raw talent, John Jones is 100% the best. There's nobody better. There's will be nobody better. I'm I'm probably overreaching now, but he's definitely the best. Uh, anyway, but the reason why this was this fight was so good, uh, apart from the fact that like I watched it, so I can tell you firsthand that it was very good. I, well, not I wasn't there, but I saw it on TV. I paid fucking seventy dollars for it, which was stupid. I don't know why the fuck I did that. To be honest, I just wanted to see the the Masvidal versus Askren fight uh, because. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore fan, a hardcore MMA fan, but I practiced in MMA for like five years, so I, I have a love for it, um, but I don't follow it like every day, you know, like I don't follow it as much as I follow like basketball, so I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore, um, but uh, John Jones is just somebody I always have to watch, like it's, it's, it's kind of like Conor McGregor, you know what I mean, like Conor McGregor, I just always have to watch him because he talks shit, he's good at it. And he's good at fighting. You know what I mean? And same thing with John Jones. He talks shit, has a little bit of a God complex, but so do I. And he's good at fucking fighting. So you, you always got to watch it. Um, but uh, uh, Diego Santos is... I, I don't know if you guys know who Diego Santo, Santos is. He is um, not the most well-known, but he's um, a very... He's very good. He's a He's so technical. He's such a good fighter. And he has crazy fucking power. He's severely underrated in the UFC. I think so. Um, he stood his fucking ground with John Jones. Now, granted, John Jones didn't grapple uh, at all, really. And John Jones is probably one of the greatest grapplers of all time as well. Uh, it kind of goes with the title of being the greatest of all time, the GOAT. But um, he... See, this is why I love John Jones. He has that Muhammad Ali-esque... Uh, persona where he wants to beat you at your best and like you you gotta respect that you know what I mean he takes on all challengers Uh, he took on Diago Santos knowing that he was probably gonna fucking get knocked out and he stood up with him anyway and he stood up with him with five for five fucking rounds and won the decision now granted it was controversial okay but anything John Jones does is controversial at this point uh, but the interesting part was that in the fight, uh, when I was watching it, it looked like Diego Santos tore his fucking ACL. Like, honestly, if you watch the fight, <laughs> his knee does not look right. And uh, it later came out, and I actually just saw this today, it later came out that he actually did tear his, uh, I think it was his MCL, um, or he had multiple tears in his MCL or something like that. And he was still able to go five fucking rounds with John Jones and have it still be a controversial decision. I personally think John Jones won, uh, but it was close. Like, I can't lie to you. And, I mean, I might be a little bit biased because I love John Jones. But um, 
I'm, I mean, I'm usually pretty good with stuff like that. Meaning, like, being unbiased. Um, uh, so, yeah, I personally think John Jones won that fight. But Thiago Santos definitely showed that he's got heart. And that was a great display of his fucking skills. And I really hope people start to watch him now. Because he's really good. Like, seriously, he's really good. Uh, anyway, moving on to the co-main event. Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm. Oh, my God. Amanda Nunes is that bitch. I fucking love Amanda Nunes. I think she's the greatest women's fighter of all time, hands fucking down. I don't think anyone's better. I don't give a fuck. I don't care, Ronda Rousey, nothing. She lit up Ronda Rousey like a fucking Christmas tree. She knocked out Holly Holm, one of the greatest fucking female strikers. I mean, Holly Holm, literally, before she was in the UFC, she doesn't have that many fights in the UFC, but before she was in the UFC, she was, like, fucking 60-0 and in kickboxing or some fucking crazy-ass record, like, something crazy like that. She has a, a ridiculous history in kickboxing, ridiculous history in, in um, regular boxing. She is a fucking tank. She's a powerhouse. Very calculated, very smart. Amanda Nunes knocked her the fuck out in round one, Okay. That just goes to show that Amanda Nunes is just getting better and better and better. Every single fight, this motherfucker gets better. She's a beast. She's a beast. I mean, she has two belts for a fucking reason. Um, let's move on. I was going to say something else, but I'll save it for the end. Let's move on. Uh, welterweight bout. Okay. This is uh, the second reason why I tuned in. The first reason was John Jones. The second reason was Ben Askren. Okay, I wanted to see Jorge Masvidal or George Masvidal, whichever you prefer, versus Ben Askren. The build-up to this fight was insane. Um, I love Masvidal. I think he's very good. I always thought that he was good. Um, his personality is not my favorite, but who cares? You know, what I, mean? I, I you separate the personality from the fighter. His personality goes into him fighting, and you see it. And he's honestly a very good fighter. Ben Askren is arguably one of the greatest grapplers of all time. Um, I don't know if you guys know about Ben Askren. Ben Askren is like a fucking multiple like gold medalist. He's a maniac when it comes to wrestling. Probably would give Khabib a run for his fucking money. Um, that being said, <laughs> that being said, he didn't get to showcase his grappling. Uh, he didn't get to showcase anything. Um, as a matter of fact, Masvidal knocked him out with a flying knee within the first five seconds of the fight. Um, so like Masvidal said he didn't have a fight it wasn't a fight um do i think the shot was lucky yes uh the only the reason is because it, see and this is this is okay maybe not lucky let's not say lucky we all knew what ben Askren was gonna do he was gonna shoot for a takedown he was gonna pretend like he was gonna fight and he was gonna shoot for a takedown and masvidal is very smart and very technical and decided to throw a knee now, he says that the reason why he was going to throw the knee, whether it hit or missed, was to pump the brakes on his takedown. Um, I wouldn't necessarily advise that if I was his trainer. Like, if I was his trainer, I would advise some uppercuts because they're they're not as risky. Uh, if he would have missed that knee, Ben Askren would have took him down, pinned him down, uh, hugged his crotch like he said. And that would have been murder she wrote. Masvidal wouldn't have been able to do jack shit about it. I don't care what he says. Masvidal is, is, a, is a good fighter, but Ben Askren's grappling is unmatched. And that's just that. Um, I would have opened up with some uppercuts because they're, they're not as risky, especially when it comes to a grappler like that. So I think he got lucky that it landed. 
Um, I do believe that he really thought to throw some knees. I, I, I can understand why he would do that. I personally have thrown knees against grapplers who were who I knew were better at grappling than me. Um, but, and obviously I'm not a professional fighter, so this is probably why this happened to me. But I want to say about like six or seven out of ten times, it didn't end up working out for me because they're easy um, to defend against. Um, I mean, they're easy to ev- um, evade knees. Um, I mean, so are uppercuts, but uppercuts are easier to, like, recover from. You know what I mean? It's not as much power. It's not as much um, technicality that goes into the move. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, Luke Ro- Oh, by the way, if you have not seen that fucking knockout, which I'm sure that you have, go fucking watch it. Go look it up. Go on YouTube. Go on Google. Go on whatever the fuck you need to look at because... That was probably the fucking greatest knockout in UFC history. Not just because he hit him with a fucking... It looked like a double flying knee, to be honest. But not just because he hit him with and connected with the flying knee. But, like, the way that it... The way that it affected Ben Askren... I mean, he didn't just get knocked out. He got, like, Chris Tucker and Friday knocked the fuck out. And he hit the fucking canvas and did not move. Uh, it was it was insane. Go go watch it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, light heavyweight debut for Luke Rockhold. Um, yeah, he got KO'd in the second round by Jan Blankowicz. Blankowicz. Um, I'm gonna play ignorant here. I don't really know who Jan is, to be honest with you. So, like I see, this is why I don't consider myself a hardcore because I don't know who Jan is. Um, but honestly, in that fight against Luke Rockhold, it intrigued me. Like, I'm going to start watching him now because Luke, I know who Luke Rockhold is. Luke Rockhold was one of my favorite fighters when he was the fucking middleweight king. Uh, granted, it didn't last that long. But he was, he's, Luke Rockhold was a really good fighter. His striking was fucking ridiculous. I mean, he could punch, he could kick, he could fucking, his spinning, his spinning shit, quote unquote, Nate Diaz, his spinning shit was fucking really good um his grappling is insane uh or was insane i don't know if it still is to be honest because all he does is get knocked out now uh ever since he lost the belt to, to mike bisping he's been on a fucking decline and it's funny because dana white even i mean apparently again quote unquote apparently dana white told uh, uh reporters in an interview that rockhold should retire uh i kind of agree uh, see this is the, the thing about luke rockhold when he had the belt I'm going to start talking a little bit faster because I'm running out of time. But when he had the belt, Luke Rockhold had an enormous and a a ridiculous ego uh, problem. You understand? He had a fucking God complex, uh, which is probably why I liked him because it reminded reminded me of me. He reminded me of me. I don't know if that makes sense, but whatever. Luke Rockhold had a massive god complex and you know what you know he's a piece of shit person but the thing is he's just like John Jones you understand he needs that god complex because it fuels him you understand and it makes him a better fighter so and I feel like Mike Bisping literally knocked the confidence out of his fucking head and ever since then he's just it's just been a shit show uh so do I agree the fact that he should retire uh yes just because of the fact that if you don't have confidence in yourself, you're never going to make it in the UFC. I'm sorry. Uh, that's part of the reason why I stopped doing mixed martial arts because I didn't have, com- I, I like, I mean, I have confidence in myself. Don't get me wrong, 
but I don't have, I know, like, once I get hit, that fucking confidence goes away, and that's not a good thing, you understand, so you also gotta be self-aware, however, Jan uh, Blankowicz, whatever the fuck his name is, it, uh, he showed a, a great signs of technicality which which i personally like because like i said i was in mixed martial arts for five years so i have an eye for these things excuse me i have an eye for these things and i also i like seeing i like striking uh i like grappling more but i like striking technicality because i don't I, i never really went too far up in boxing to understand the levels but I under, but I do understand that there's levels to that shit. You know, you get what I'm saying. So like when I see Conor McGregor, that's why I love. Excuse me again. That's why I love watching Conor McGregor because there are levels to his striking, and it's interesting to see him go up against someone like Nate Diaz, who's been boxing his entire life, and he can still outstrike him. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I okay. Like, all right, I take that back. Can he really outstrike Nate Diaz? No, Nate Diaz proved that proved it in his second fight. But at the same time, Connor is very calculated. He he put Nate Diaz down like four times in that fight. So you can't say that he can't outstrike him. But I know that Nate Diaz obviously threw more volume and landed more punches. Um, anyway, last fight of the night was which is uh, which was one of my favorites. Uh, Michael Chiesa versus Diego Sanchez. Uh, the fight itself wasn't one of my favorites. I thought it was a good fight, but I didn't think it was anything spectacular. Um, the fighters are, is, is the reason why I say that it's one of my favorites. Diego Sanchez, I've been a fan of Diego Sanchez for forever. Not because he's a technical fighter, uh, but, which, but he still is a great fighter. It, because he's a savage. He's an absolute savage. He doesn't give a fuck. And he reminds me of the old UFC. Um, the old UFC with the Chuck Liddell days. I hit you, you hit me. Whoever drops first fucking sucks. <laughs> he just has that animalistic, that fucking killer instinct that I feel like is not in today's UFC anymore. Um, which, again, could be argued. But you you understand that barbaric primal instinct of like i just need to hit you as hard as i possibly fucking can and i'm gonna withstand anything that you throw at me uh literally (laughs) because this motherfucker you can hit this motherfucker with a steel chair and he'll come back at you with like a fucking tank he'll throw a tank at you and then you'll throw a tank at him and then you understand the analogy he keeps coming anyway michael cheese is somebody that i really like i think he's exceptional um when it comes to to grappling itself uh he's not the greatest grappler in the world but his grappling is very fucking good you'd be stupid to say otherwise and if you do say otherwise you obviously don't want ufc enough uh his striking could use a little bit of work but honestly he's getting a lot better um that fight that he had with uh i forget his fucking name um his nickname is the motown phenom uh, I don't remember his actual name though, but the fight that he had with him when um, Motown had him in a rear naked choke, and he took that second to kind of contemplate life, <laughs> and the ref thought that he was out cold. Now, like anyone that has practiced mis- mixed martial arts for an exp- extended extended period of time, sorry, I'm trying to talk fast because I'm running out of time. Um, will understand that sometimes when you're when you're grappling at a high level, you take that second. 
right? Let's just say you're caught in some sort of submission, right? The near, rear naked choke is actually the perfect example, but let's use another one. Let's just say it's arm bar because it's happened to me multiple times. When you, when I when I'm in an arm bar and I'm trying to get out of it, but I can't get out of it, so I'm I'm biding my time. I'm slowing my heart rate down. I'm making sure that I don't make any sudden movements to break my arm, but I'm also not tapping because whatever the person's doing is not forcing me to tap. Okay, when it comes to submissions, if they are executed properly, it doesn't fucking matter how much uh uh i guess constitution or how much fucking heart you have you're you have to tap okay you have to tap or your shit's gonna get broken simple as that anyone that says i didn't want to tap because my heart wouldn't let me and blah 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 no it's because the other person's not doing it right they're not applying enough pressure and the only reason why they were able to fucking break the joint was because if you put any pressure on any sort of joint okay it's just like anything else if i have a stick and i put a and i and if i have a stick that's put together by uh some sort of like um gear system and i snap that like i can snap that shit in half regardless of if i have a figure four lock on it or whatever it is it doesn't matter the point is if it's two joints it's two two things being held together by something else it's easier to get uh it's easier to break okay it's just physics so um People who say shit like that, like, oh my god, I didn't want to tap, my heart is too, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just the other person who's doing the submitting did not apply the correct pressure, okay? The only reason why it broke is because it's a joint. It's just, it's not that hard to break fucking joints. You know what it is hard to break? Solid bone. That's fucking hard to break. Anyway, that's part, that, that's why, like, Floyd Mayweather's hands, that's why he used to break his hands all the fucking time. Because constant pounding on joints hello your hand is made up of more of a lot of fucking joints it's easy to break anyway uh some points that i put onto here uh let's see oh okay yeah this is what i wanted to say before um what i wanted to say before oh actually before i move into that also ufc 239 this i did not see um, I guess it wasn't caught on the main cameras, but apparently Khabib and um, Nate Diaz had some sort of altercation at UFC 239. I don't know if it was for show. Uh, I don't know if it's just because Nate Diaz is a dick. I don't know what it is. All I know is that I would love to see Khabib just pound the ever-living shit out of Nate Diaz. Not because I have anything against Nate Diaz. I really don't. I think that I mean, I don't think he's the most exciting fighter. I think his controversial personality is what makes me like him. Uh, but because of it, <laughs> because of that same controversial personality that I like, I would love to see Khabib just fucking pound his face in. Um, and, um, but I, you know, I and I, I kind of want to see Nate's, Nate's BJJ versus Khabib's wrestling, even though I know Khabib will fucking blow him out of the goddamn water. I would just like to see what Nate could do because in previous fights, Nate has shown that he's pretty fucking creative off of his back. And I would like to see wrestling is a top dominant um, grappling art. BJJ is a bottom dominant grappling art. So I would love to see Nate kind of navigate himself around that and i would love to see khabib neutralize it if he can which i know he can but i want to say if he can to give nate a chance um that would be very interesting to watch i don't think it would ever happen because what would khabib gain from that i mean nate is a big name yes but khabib also put connor down with an overhand right which nate wasn't 
capable of doing. Uh, and Nate's natural weight class is 170. Uh, I think Khabib's natural weight class is 155. So I would say Khabib's, a, a, I mean, Nate is obviously a bigger name, but I, I would say Khabib's name is rising past Nate's. Uh, Nate is waiting for that third rematch. Like, my point is, Nate needs Connor. Uh, in order to be relevant, Khabib doesn't need Connor anymore because he fucking beat Connor. Um, I would love to see that rematch just because I would like to see uh, Connor make some adjustments. Uh, and honestly, if he can beat Khabib, he's 150% uh, going to be considered uh, one of the greatest fighters of all time. I don't know about the greatest fighter of all time because he doesn't, he's not like John Jones. Connor McGregor is not like John Jones, he doesn't just take on all challengers. Um, of uh, you know, of any sort, and he kind of doesn't have to because uh, I was gonna say because he has all the money in the world, but I forgot John Jones had a fucking Nike contract at one point, <laughs> so he also had all the money in the world. I don't think he made as much as Connor, but still, you get my point. It'd be interesting. Uh, some interesting fights that I would love to absolutely fucking see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Do I think that's ever gonna happen? Hell to the fucking no. Why? Because John Jones is, is better than that. He's smarter than that. He knows that if he goes up, he know okay, so he went up against Diego Santos as a knockout artist. Okay. Diego Santos is not Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou will put anyone the fuck out with the touch of his fucking hands. And John Jones knows this. Okay, he's also built like a brick shit house. I don't know if anybody ever saw role models, but that was a direct line from role models. John, uh, Francis Ngannou is a brick shit house. The dude's muscles have fucking six packs. Okay, if he touches John Jones, John Jones is going to sleep. So I would love to see John kind of have to avoid that, uh, go a little bit more of the steep A route, meaning um, take him down, wear him out, things like that. And John is not a wrestler. So what I find interesting about that is that he's a great um brazilian jiu-jitsu artist however he was able to neutralize daniel cormier's grappling like i said john jones likes being able to go up against people and fight them at their best at what they do best and he took down daniel cormier he held down daniel cormier he was beating him on the ground in multiple fucking rounds so it's interesting it would be interesting to watch him do that to somebody like francis Ngannou because the weight difference will be significant so i don't know how easy that'll be um also i don't think i don't think john jones ever fought dc at a heavyweight um oh he did didn't he no i don't think he did i don't know it doesn't matter the point is there's going to be a significant weight uh difference and there's not going to be a size difference like there is with him and daniel cormier so it'd be interesting to see i would love to see it um Oh, also, Mas- uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Masvidal's KO over Ben Askren is a fast. Oh, no, I did mention it. It's the fastest UFC KO ever. Whatever. It's not important. Uh, other matchup I would love to see, I would love to see Nunez versus Cyborg. But I also know that this is not going to fucking happen. <laughs> For the same reason that John Jones wouldn't go up against Francis Ngannou. Uh, Chris Cyborg is a fucking maniac. She will absolutely light up Amanda Nunez. Um, in terms of power, Cyborg has amazing boxing, but so does Amanda Nunez. And like we saw, I mean, it could have been a fluke, but like we saw, Amanda Nunez has some pretty good fucking kicks. I mean, she was able to catch the great Holly Holm with them, and Holly Holm is a fucking kickboxing master. Um, I would love to see that fight just because of the technicality. Cyborg is an amazing boxer. 
I've seen her work out. She's no joke. And on top of that, she is also, like Francis Ngannou, built like a brick shithouse. Obviously probably took a lot of steroids, but it doesn't matter. The point is that she probably doesn't take them anymore, or at least as often. And she has the power to knock anyone the fuck out. So does Amanda Nunes. Um, but maybe not. Maybe she can't knock out Cyborg. Cyborg. I've seen Cyborg take some fucking shots. And uh, she didn't even blink at it. So I would love to see that. Cyborg's a tough matchup for anyone, males included. I don't even. Like, Francis Ngannou probably couldn't knock out Cyborg. I'm joking. He would send her to fucking Africa with one uppercut. Just like he did to. Um, what's his name i forget his name why am i blanking on his fucking name over him also over him uh yeah sent him in another dimension but uh cyborg would fucking probably do that to amanda nunez but amanda nunez is very smart she's see cyborg again reminds me of the old ufc kind of like diego sanchez as that fucking killer primal instinct of you hit me you do nothing i hit you i knock you out so i would love to see her do that against nunez I do think that Nunes can knock Cyborg out. I just don't think it's going to be easy. But I would love to see that fight. Again, don't think it'll ever happen, though. Um, let me see. Am I missing anything? I am not missing anything as of yet. Spoke about Khabib, Diego, blah, blah, blah. Torn MCL. Okay, that covers everything. All right, so... Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys, honestly, I hope you guys really enjoyed that podcast. I actually did a little bit of fucking research, which was crazy. I didn't think I was ever going to do research for these fucking podcasts. Um, if you like shit like this, do not fret. I will, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to do like a weekly um, sport cast, sport podcast. I try to combine it. But, um, but yeah, whatever. So next week not next week, I'm sorry, next podcast, I would like to recap on Stranger Things, I know I said that I was going to do it in my next podcast, meaning this podcast, but I wanted to give people a little bit more time to watch it, I also wanted to do my next podcast with one of my friends, and he has not watched it yet, so I gave him an extra week to, um, to watch it, so that, so, you know, I didn't spoil it for him, um, but, so tune in for that, because I do want to fucking talk about it, I want to talk about, um, if there's going to be a season four, what I think is going to is what I think it means. And I want to recap on season three, just a quick little recap and talk about some fan theories that I found online and I found fucking interesting as fuck. So, um, tune in for that. Thank you for listening. I have been your host D yams. Thank you for coming. Goodbye.